story of a podcast called No Worries If Not. I'm Aaron Tuning. We're going to end that tradition. Um, this is Andrew Stanley. I felt pretty good about that one. Nailed the notes. This is Yeah, I guess so. You're the song guy. Yeah, I probably shouldn't do that coming out of that other song. The key's going to be off. Yeah. Probably already scratching some people's brains. Yeah. Well, speaking of music, today our guest, one of my favorite guests, maybe the favorite guest we've had so far, no offense to our other guests, mm-hmm. um, Carter Deems, battle rapper, comedian, <laughs> Wild and out. It makes me laugh already. Yeah, and, and friend. Uh, I will say I I have loved all of our guests. I had the best time on this episode, this interview. Carter's so funny. So such unique stories from the battle rap world and mm-hmm. from some other times of his life. We'll get to uh, just the 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 whitest guy of all time. Battle rapping two chains, hanging out with Nick Cannon, and then he does. Uh, we get into a story towards the end. That's probably my favorite story we've ever gone through on you're gonna, this podcast. You're going to want to listen to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, before we get into that, uh, did we have an advertiser? Yeah, we week? do have a sponsor. Okay. Uh, it's my turn. I'll it is your one. turn. Yeah, this is a great one. Okay. Um, it, it's it's from a man that I, I respect a ton. So It's from some a guy you know? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. I got engaged a month ago. I said, Anna, will you marry me? And she said, only if you figure out a solution to your slippery, almost hairless arms. <laughs> My love for you is conditional. And that condition is Yeti arms, because that's what I, Anna, like. <laughs> Everything else on me has the amount of hair you'd expect. This is you this isn't the quote from Anna. Oh, this isn't right? from Sorry. Anna. Okay, so yeah. So everything else on me has all the amount of hair you'd expect from a homeschool beta male like me. But arms, damp, fleshy noodles. My arms are nothing but fingers on the end of fettuccine. That's why I started going to Dr. Blurtis. Dr. Blurtis, the nation's leading doctor for laser hair addition. Not everything wants hair removed. Not everyone wants hair removed. Some people, such as the love of my life, Anna, won't be satisfied until I have bushy gorilla wrists. Have you ever wondered where hair removed from laser hair removal procedures ends up, it ends up in a big hair bag under the doctor's desk. <laughs> sort of like the, bo- the bag on your lawnmower. Neat. Then Dr. Blurtis loads up his laser hair gun with the unwanted hair from the overflowing bag, much like a disgusting hair Santa, and sprays you down like you're getting the hose from the Stanford prison experiment. <laughs> Thanks to Dr. Blurtis, I am now on his big, strong fur burger. <laughs> Baboon vibes only this summer. Um, so thank you to Dr. Blurtis and Laser Hair Edition. Well, thank that. you, Anna's big fur burger. <laughs> it's my pleasure to bring awareness to this product after it's helped me so immensely. Thank you, Dr. Blurtis. As you can see. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm sweating. <clears throat> A lot. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, it's hard to do anything after that, to be it's, honest. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Aaron, how's your uh, week been going? Week's been good. I had a birthday. Oh, yeah. S- say it. Say it. Happy birthday. Thank you very we already, much. I already and went to your birthday that's true. party. All right, all right. Um, yeah, and then, you know, the Delta variant is everywhere. Yeah, happy birthday. To the Delta variant? No, to you, if that's your gift. Yeah. It's uh, been wearing masks again, which is hard for me. I'm, I'm doing it happily. I'm vaccinated. Probably yeah. vaccinated. It's not. It doesn't feel good to put the masks away. But hey, none. We didn't really throw them away though. We kind of knew. We we knew we might need these up. again. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, maybe I'll just do this on planes forever now. I don't know. Um, but I have some PTSD with masks. Have we talked about? Do you know about this? I don't. I don't know. Uh, okay. So COVID, you know, is terrible for is terrible. Not over for a lot of people. Um, but this was my. Worst moment, I think. Mm-hmm. This is how I'll remember COVID. When I, I'll tell my children about this moment. I'm like, this is how bad it was. Um, I one day 
like last maybe January when things were ramping back up. You know, we knew the vaccine was coming, but it was like just hold on tight, don't be an idiot. Um, I was running some errands. You know, went to the grocery store. So I'm in the parking deck of Kroger. Not an ad. I was at Kroger. Mm-hmm. And um, I get out of the car. Yeah, this episode is from Dr. Blurtis only. <laughs> he paid to have the whole episode. Uh-huh. Uh, so I get out of the car. Uh, I realize I, I dropped my mask. I usually just like, put it on my leg. Um, go inside, you know, throw my mask on, get what I need to get. It takes me probably 15, 20 minutes of shopping. And I'm standing in line to check out. And I put my hand in my pocket to get my wallet. And I feel my mask. Mm. What is on my face? I I picked up a different black cloth mask on the floor of the parking garage and wore it mm. for twenty minutes. Yeah, I've never felt so violated. Uh, I I I didn't even go get a COVID test after that. I just stayed home for two weeks. It's like another because I deserved to not see anyone. <laughs> I felt disgusting. He's just like I need to quarantine. I've got something. Yeah. It's like another man's face was pressed up against your face for 20 minutes. How do you know it was a man? Or woman, anyone, person. It was my sized. So it's like a, yeah. another a bear <laughs> guy. Another bear guy? Another guy who had just f- f- laser hair addition to his face? Just breathing into my mouth for 20 minutes in Kroger. That's very violating, and you don't even know who to be mad at. It's just you. I know. You're so mad at somebody for littering their mask. Exactly. Well, they're probably, they're probably fine because they, they wear masks. So it makes me trust him a little well, they, bit. They did. <laughs> they did. Uh, yeah, but it, it was... So now when I put my mask on, I look at it a lot. Yeah. Is this mine? Write, I need to embroider You them. write your name on them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, yeah. So name and a, phone number. If found, please return to Aaron Tuning. Yeah, don't put on your face. It's mine. Yeah. So that's, that's that's where I'm at mentally. That's terrifying. It gives me the, gives me the shivers. Mm-hmm. How's your week? Oh, uh, good. I went to Six Flags today. First cool. time in about six or seven years. Um, it was fun. We took Anna's uh, little brother and his friend. Uh, they're in middle school. And uh, Six Flags is great. Filthy, dirty place. But it is a great... Uh, it's like you get there and you're like, this place is gross. And then you do one roller coaster and you're just like, this place is the best. <laughs> That's true. And then you get off the roller coaster and you're just like, I still don't touch anything. Did you touch the hand? Like in the roller coaster, you have to grab That's them? That's the thing. People were impressed with me because I was putting my hands in the air. But it was really because I just didn't want to touch the handles. <laughs> They're like, that Smart. guy's having a great time. It's like, no, I'm afraid of catching old stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and COVID's probably the 10th worst thing you can catch at yeah, Six Flags. Yeah, it's far from my mind during Six Flags. There's so many other people. It's all very unhealthy-looking people just eating very unhealthy stuff the whole time. And I'm just like, guys, we're getting so many steps in today. This would be a good day to start exercising. I got 10,000 steps in before dinner. Whoa. Pretty good day. So I'm going to leave that in my Six Flags review. I'm just going to be like, thanks for helping me get all my steps Lots in. of steps. Yeah. That's um, great. Speaking of rev- reviews. Yeah, look at you. Transition, King. Yeah, didn't even mean to do that. I'm looking at the camera that no one will see from. Um, we have not really asked anyone to leave us reviews on the podcast yet. It's going to be a huge part of our future. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron texted me a few days ago and was like, have you seen our uh, iTunes podcast reviews? Because how many are there? Uh, reviews, there's t- 10 or so. There's 25 ratings. 25, there's 25 reviews. Or maybe not. Not I like written reviews. There's oh, okay. like, they rated it five stars. They're all five oh, stars. Everybody said five stars. That's wild. We appreciate it big time. It's, in fact, I have wanted to read one of them now. Yeah. Um, this is from Elise NR. Um, pleasant surprise. Thought this was a leadership podcast. Really su- surprised to find myself laughing instead of learning. Five out of five would recommend. That's SEO, SEO because of your dad, right? I guess my dad has a leadership <laughs> podcast, so we're 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 uh, leeching uh, listeners from my dad, which is one of my big goals for this. That's brilliant. Um, so that's been good. Um, I'm a little insulted. She says she's not learning anything from us. Uh, you know about gyms now. You know about how to become a Disney princess. You know about all about wine. All about wine. If you listen hard enough, you learned a lot about Aaron and I's mental makeup. That's you, true. If you listen to our pre episode, uh huh. Dr. Jerome, you learned about all kinds of cool companies that I'm sure you didn't know about before. Yeah, so thanks for their view, but also like listen harder, maybe. Yeah, you know. Um, But at least sincerely, thank you, thank you to everybody who left a review. And if anyone feels inspired by this to go on iTunes and leave us a review, we would love it. I don't know what it does for us, but it makes us feel good. I just hear other podcast hosts ask for it. 
So yeah. I'm going to do the same. I'm sure the algorithm would favor us highly if you gave us a five-star review. Boom. And we'll read a few every once in a while, you know? They're fun yeah. for us to read, and maybe you guys would like to hear them too. Yeah. So that's great. Um, but we're really excited about the interview today. You're going to learn a lot in this interview because I knew very little about battle rapping, and now I'm I'm bursting at the brim with knowledge of, of the battle rapping industry. Yep. I am so excited to go home to go home and just watch a ton of YouTube clips of Carter Deems and the other battle rappers that he talked about. Yeah. Um, you guys are going to love it. Um, please enjoy this episode with Carter Deems. Carter, how are you? Oh, are we starting now? We're okay, starting right now. Okay. I told you it was going to start abrupt. <laughs> yeah, We're doing this it. is why I always start. I should have just done it. You should have done it. Um, hello. Welcome, everyone. Carter, how are you? All right. So this is it right now. Yeah, okay, let's right. go. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm doing good. Yeah, this is awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome to our room with one table in it. It's really fun. Yeah, this is my first podcast. I'm really nervous. Yeah. We are also, too. we were just talking, like we're talking right now, but now we're talking where people can hear us. Yeah, it's, now it's talking with pressure. It's so much more important now. Yeah. I wish I remembered the fun stuff we already said. I know, I feel like I, I won't be able to top that at all. Yeah, um, well... And I, I should have worn more deodorant. I'm, I'm sweating a lot now. I'm not even... This is weird. <laughs> How did, you said you've done a bunch of radio. How does this compare? Obviously, the, the, the gear is probably not How do the, the first 20 seconds of this compare <laughs> to radio? Yeah, this is a little rocky. No, no this is pretty cool. Um, no, actually, I ran a, a comedy show on a, a community radio station in Milwaukee in a video rental store slash Sage Market. <laughs> I, this yeah. is 100% true. It sounds like a, an episode of Portlandia, but it, uh, it was for real. Uh, and we had a broadcast radius of five miles um, but two and a half miles of that on the east side was into Lake Michigan. So, uh, we did a lot of like sea captain humor yeah. <laughs> just in case. Yeah. If, you, if you're being rescued in a lifeboat right now, this next one's for you. Yeah, we did. We, we had a sea shanty, uh, group come on before the TikTok like, uh, trend took off. We had a, there was a local sea shanty group. Oh, is there a sea shanty TikTok trend? Uh, yeah. What yeah. is that? <laughs> I don't know about that either. Oh, you guys don't know? Uh, I'm, I think I'm the oldest person in the room and I know about the... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know it. Aaron has gone pretty... Had a pretty good time on TikTok It's been a lately. good couple months He's on TikTok. Hundreds, oh, you're on TikTok? Of thousands of followers, but we don't know. We got to get into Sea Shanty I'm stuff. not on Sea Shanty TikTok yet. I don't even have a TikTok. I'm not even kidding. I read the Wikipedia page about it. <laughs> <laughs> what is the synopsis? What is it... Do people just tour their sea shanties? Yeah, it was just like, uh, yeah, like, uh, I guess teenagers and 20-somethings doing sea shanties about, you know, like being in, you know, popping drugs and stuff. I don't know. What's, like, a, what's, a, a, is, what's a shanty? I don't, is it a little shed? A shanty, isn't it, uh, it's like a, like a, a like a. Abandoned place? Like a song, yeah. Like a. Oh, what does it say? Oh, it is a song. Oh, it's a song. I was picturing a building. No, it's like I the, thought it was a know, building. No, it's like the... Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. You know, there like was the, mermaid yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. Like oh. pirate stuff. But there was a be like, I'm sipping lean. You know, that kind of <laughs> stuff. God. A sea shanty, shanté, or shanty, is a genre of traditional folk song that was once commonly sung as a work song to accompany rhythmical labor aboard large merchant sailing vessels. Yeah, 99 bottles of beer on the wall, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's a TikTok by storm. Yeah, I'm into that actually. That's probably my favorite genre of music now that I think about it. Yeah, sure. That's a, well, that's what TikTok is. It's it's kids figuring out stuff that used to be cool, which is like mom jeans. Oh, right. I didn't know about like traditional folk music from the 1800s, but still, whatever. <laughs> when you were saying sea shanty, I was picturing TikTokers like going into a small wooden building next to the sea. And being like, we can, and like working on it. Yeah, yeah. just dancing. And dancing. The, and yeah, just and reno Or renovating. Or renovating while, yeah, just doing a lot of drugs. We call movements. this one the renovation. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is great. We had a uh, gemologist on, we had a Dizzy Princess, and we have our shanty expert. Shanty now we expert. know. Um, yes, but more than that, battle rapper yeah. and comedian. And friend, as it says in your bio. And friend, it says, yeah. It says, it says comedian, battle rapper. Friend. Oh, I didn't write that. Which no. of those three is the most important to you? <laughs> uh, definitely not the friend part. I don't care about other people, to be honest. Uh, I didn't even, I, I hired a company to do that. Um, yeah, I paid them thousands of dollars to come up with that. To come up with that, yeah. yeah. 
uh, I guess uh, battle rap's a huge part of my life. You know, every yeah, it's just bars on bars on bars. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all the time. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Um, I remember the first time we met. I think it was at Three Taverns comedy show. Yeah, and I just started rapping at you. I think I'm. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what he did. When Carter meets people. He just really gets into that. Uh, but I remember somebody was like, "Yeah, the, the guy from Wild and Out is here doing stand up," and I was like, "Oh, good, another non comedian doing stand up." And then he got up there and I was like, "Oh, he's fantastic at stand up, and he's just talented at several things." Um, so you weren't expecting uh, Nick Cannon to go up and do like five minutes at a, an open yeah. mic? <laughs> I guess not. I guess a lot of the Wild and Out guys do stand up. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them, uh, a lot of the cast lives, live in Atlanta. Um, I'm just glad, uh, yeah, that, uh, did I lyrically body bag you that night? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think you did. It's my first time getting lyrically body bagged. Uh-huh. Yeah, so. I have to put lyrically in front of that now because <laughs> I used to say that on stage, like, I'll body bag you, and it came across uh, not the way. A little, little Ted Bundy-ish. <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. Ted, but Ted in the Bundy-ish. But in the battle rap scene, is that what you say? Yeah, so body bag is a verb, like, you know, I'll zip you up. Yeah, but uh, in the stand-up world, no one knows what you're saying. No one knows. I, and I've found that. Like, I'll, I'll talk, like, battle rap slaying, you know, in stand-up or in, like, real life, and, and people uh, just don't want to be around me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. How did battle rapping start for you? Is this, like, since elementary school? Is it newish? Uh, yeah, so my, my dad was a battle rapper, and uh, his dad, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> From a fifth generation battle rapper, yeah. fifth generation, uh, yeah. Uh, my great great great, he was a bard, you know. He, <laughs> he barred out. Yeah, his shanties <laughs> were just bars. Yeah, barred out. Yeah. Uh, no, I started in college. Um, a lot of people think it started with Eight Mile. I don't particularly enjoy that film. Uh, <laughs> I feel like the storyline is a bit presumptuous. Um, but uh, no, I, I started in college. There was an open mic, um, like a battle rap open mic at Apache Cafe. Uh, I went to Emory here in Atlanta, and uh, yeah, just went and watched a few weeks. And it was it was a freestyle battle rap, which now a lot of the battle rap is written. Mm-hmm. But it was a freestyle, and so I went like like a month before and took notes on every single person and then wrote a verse for every single person that I knew would show up. Oh, and then came ready and then forgot it all on stage. <laughs> And oh, got, no. got, uh, that's when I found out what lyrically body bag means. <laughs> <laughs> and you bounce back. Uh, I, in a way, I feel like I'm still, uh, struggling. Um, and that's why I think they just keep putting me up because I'm, uh, embarrass myself every time. But, uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, yeah, I, I loved it and, and just kept going, I guess. Um, also I just wanted to be like, people think I'm, you know, like a bad boy or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yeah. 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 The, uh, if it's the brand, yeah. Stand-up to so many people, when people interact with stand-up comedians, they go, oh, that's the scariest thing in the world. I'm, now From now on, I'm going to speak. No, actually, uh, being brand new at battle rapping, I think, is probably the scariest, most intimidating thing in the world. Because you're doing it against someone yeah. who's more experienced than you, almost always when you're starting, oh, right? that's true. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, stand-up is horrifying. I hate it. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And then, you know, like it's, it's, I love it, but it's also the worst. And uh, because you're up there by yourself and you're trying to, you know, pull this emotional response out of someone. Um, but battle rap's crazy, too, because, I mean, at least in stand-up, there's not anyone talking about, like, shooting your mom in the head or whatever, <laughs> you know. <laughs> or like, like going into gruesome detail yeah. about how they're going to slice your sister up and stuff Good. yeah is rare, that a rare. thing people do it's not like making fun of your appearance or uh, yeah no so the the modern battle threats? rap yeah the modern battle rap is more about wordplay and like who can be creative but in in relation to murder you know <laughs> my god well i would imagine on wild and out you know it's televised so yeah, it's, yeah. there's a limit to how far people can go but there's also you're doing shows where it's not on tv and it's uncensored and right. people can kind of go as crazy as they want right right yeah um, yeah, no, I've been murdered in hundreds of ways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you have ones that stick out? Like, that actually hurt a lot. Um, well, there, it's like a lot of theater. So it's basically like WWE mixed with theater, mixed with, like, man poetry, mixed, you know, it's like, it's just extreme death threats and iambic pentameter, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I mean, you know, I've had, you know, you know, pill my dome back like a stadium. Um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just so, a lot of so like, violent. yeah. 
That's a yeah. That's that's enough of an example for me. That's uh, yeah. very visual. I don't know if this is where y'all wanted the podcast this to go. Exactly, oh, okay. okay, absolutely. I love horror movies. Yeah, I'm going to use that line on someone soon, hopefully. So there's like <laughs> hundreds of euphemisms for gun. So that opens up the possibilities of all the wordplay. You know, there's like biscuit, gat, toaster. You know, uh, sig, llama, uh, the heckler. Uh, so that, that I knew up. less than half of those. Yeah, sure. I don't know. <laughs> there's the ratchet. Uh, the the yeah. There's a lot of them. So yeah, that's great. You can't have. You have to have thick skin, right? I mean, there's no. You can't go up there and actually get hurt. I'm so, I'm not gonna lie. I I get offended after every battle, and I try to act like it doesn't hurt my feelings. But like, or even on Wild and Out, people said some like on Wild and Out, they, they target on the thing you hate about yourself the most and then they just push it until you don't want to go outside anymore you know? <laughs> oh man yeah it's Wait. so sad <laughs> yeah so for 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 me and the other people that don't know a lot about battle rapping what is the format of it usually like if you have a battle rap show yeah you do you know who you're up against ahead of time to prepare how does Walk us through that process. Yeah, so right now, um, so there's like a lot of, there's probably, I think I read there's 400 battle rap leagues throughout the world. Um, like 35 countries have battle rap leagues. Um, there, you know, and so I'm in a league right now. We're in a $100,000 tournament. Um, and so you know your opponent about two months ahead of time. And then there's a two-month break, and then you go to the second round. And so, yeah, you have two months to just research this person and, and think of the most creative ways to, to, to murder them. Yeah. Imagine just posting something online, knowing there's someone out there that for two months is looking at everything you post, writing down insults about you. I couldn't live with that. Yeah, I'm a very guarded person now. <laughs> I can't put. I can't be myself. Right. Uh, you no. got to Photoshop all your pictures so you're like ripped, you know. And it's right. Like they don't yeah. know the real you. I would delete my entire online presence in preparation for the battle rap. Yeah. Yeah. I have epilepsy, and someone posted a picture of me in a hospital after a seizure, and uh, my life was over. Uh, never won a rap battle after that. <laughs> Oh my yeah, God. I'm sure this one. Hey, mom, thanks for posting that picture. I'm sure this will never come up in any of my rap battles, <laughs> right? Uh, uh, I mean, at this point, I've been doing it uh, almost 17 years. So at this point, I know it's almost like you see the same people at the battle events, and you kind of know each other. And nobody really hates each other. It's just like for right. silly fun and and trying to get YouTube views and to the point where people like you and you can get paid. And so you're willing to make fun of someone that you really enjoy hanging out with in real life. You're willing to like really break them down and make them not feel good about themselves yeah. so. <laughs> so for something like the seizure picture the audience at the show doesn't know about that picture so how does somebody like bring that up in a way that's like an inside joke that the audience also understands like where's how does that work right uh, so this didn't happen to me but sometimes the, like the battle rapper will bring the actual picture like okay. they'll print a poster. Okay, there we go. Uh, That's what I was <laughs> like. One guy for. printed a poster of a guy in a hot tub, and just made fun of him because he doesn't have. I don't know because he looked weird in a hot tub. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what a burn. Yeah. Uh, so uh, no, it, they just bring it up. You know, be like, oh, I, ha I heard you had epilepsy. Well, let's get it shaken. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. And then um, so I have to prepare for that. I have a yeah. lot of uh, pre-buttles pre for uh, the seizure stuff. Um, yeah, like in my last battle, I battled a gentleman named uh, Guacamole Randolph, and <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's not his name. There's a real battler named Guacamole Randolph. Yeah, there's some great names out Pretty there. Good. Yeah, there's one guy named Kev Larvest. <laughs> this Kev Larvest. Kev Larvest. Yeah, 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 that's good. That's good. Um, uh, Mt the Clip. Uh, <laughs> that's one of my favorites. Yeah, you, you listeners, go ahead and follow all these guys yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, 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 I've only heard the dumb like like Ben Dover and ones like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard the the rap. I used I used to go by Willem Dafoe. Oh, that's <laughs> solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have that look a little bit yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's 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 a really weird uh, subculture, but it's incredible. Like I love it because you can you know you can be creative with words and and stuff like that. Um, and I made a lot of friends through it. Uh, unfortunately, everyone knows I have epilepsy now, so that's, yeah. it's a HIPAA violation, I believe. Uh, that was my rebuttal too, actually. When the first person, I was like, "Oh, excuse me, uh, that's a HIPAA violation." Yeah. yeah, I bet you feel insulted, but also safe. Everyone's yeah, yeah. like on the lookout. Like, we know, we got you. Right. Yeah. Um, like the last time, the guy, this last battle, like two weeks ago, the guy brought up the seizure stuff, 
And um, so I just, like, it's actually good because I know what to write for. You know, I know they're going to say that. Right. What did you call it? A preemptive? Like a pre-buttle. A pre-buttle. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Because that's kind of 8 Mile, right? That's like the end of the, that's how he went. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure he didn't. I don't, I, I'm nothing like Eminem, though. I want people to know that, like, I'm, uh, I don't talk about, um, I, I don't do talk about murder. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. In battles, like real life, I'm for like, sure. Oh, you know, yeah, before really... we started recording, yeah, yeah, you're talking about your favorite ways to kill. Yeah, shove you against the wall. Yeah, murder yeah. um, <laughs> is kill that. If you ask me this, I'll kill you. That yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So like the guy last battle, he brought it up, and so I just said, you know, I don't want to fight you, son, with a knife or gun, but you talk about my epilepsy. Well, you're the one who should bite your tongue. Mm. You know, and I'm sorry Solid. for spitting bars. Yeah, so Dude, we welcome any bars you yeah, would like to spit. Yeah, so, my gosh, that's so good. Yeah, so it was, it's just stuff like you know stuff like that. Uh, yeah. I recently told my parents that I'm about a rapper, uh, so that <laughs> that was a little rough. But uh, you know, finally, did they really not know? Finally faced it. Um, I was uh, I was doing it for about ten years before I told them. <laughs> were you Were you on Wild and Out? Uh, no, but I so I have a day job, and my I didn't tell my boss. And one day he just like, uh, so I was flipping through the channels, and, <laughs> and, and your day you. job is you're an attorney. I'm an attorney, yeah. So the National Park Service. Yeah. And so um, somebody at your at the Park Service was just like, are you the guy on MTV? Yeah, that's exactly how it <laughs> works, actually. And a few years before that, I was working at another government agency, and I walked in one day. I didn't think anyone knew. I walked into a meeting, and they had the PowerPoint screen down. I was like, okay, we got like a boring meeting or whatever. And they turned it on, and it was just me and one of my rap battles. Oh, oh why? And they were playing it, yeah. And, uh, you know, one guy said some unsavory things about my mom, and, uh, you know, my face dropped on... It was it was horrifying. It was like watching... Um, it was like watching yourself in a rap battle at work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not ideal. There's nothing worse than... Yeah. Yeah, so, was, of course, like, uh, this lady, Leslie, came up to me and was just like, hey, rap for me, you know, after... And then I just had to rap. For the rest of the day, I was just mm. rapping for my coworkers. And yeah. it was the worst. You just got to quit. That's that's so bad. I remember it's not even close to the same, but when I, I started stand-up while I was at my budget analyst job in... I waited at least, it was, I made it at least a year before anybody was like, I told anybody that I had shows and it's, and then my boss surprised me by showing up at a show one time and I was hosting, um, I was hosting for um, Byron Bowers at the Punchline, who's a very funny comedian, great guy, very dirty. Uh, my boss goes to First Baptist Atlanta, loves my grand, preacher granddad. <laughs> And I, I got on stage to host, and I looked out and saw her sitting there and thought, oh, no. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. You she just no, she thought it was your show, right? Yeah, well, she, I just, she just asked me that day. She's like, when's your next show? I was like, oh, it's tonight. I'm at the punchline. And then I just didn't think anything else of it. Oh, no. And then there she is. How did, how did she feel about your material? Because you, you're pretty dirty, too. Right? <laughs> yeah, you're filthy. Yeah. yeah. yeah I you do a lot of jokes about murder and stuff. A lot mm -hmm. of murder. A lot of murder stuff. Yeah. yeah. People are like, Andrew, you murdered. and I'm, yeah. but, but I didn't even do well. Yeah. If you can make it rhyme, you would be the best battle rapper ever. Yeah. If you could just make it rhyme. <laughs> uh, no, that's... Uh, so was she... Did she talk about... Was she appalled at like the... She was just very polite after. Oh, okay. But you could okay. see in her eyes, she was like, I can't believe this is what you do She's at like, night. I wanted to leave 45 minutes ago. She yeah. definitely... If, if she didn't feel the need to say something to me after, she would have left. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. My, but, so I, I moved to New York in 2017 for a couple of years, and I did a big roast of myself. As mm -hmm. I was like, going to do a going away party, and I was like, I'm just going to do a show, and it turned into a roast. And I had to... Because I, well, I had some very funny, very mean friends on the day. So I, I like stood in front of a mirror that night and said everything terrible I could about myself. And I, yeah. was, like, I was like, you are losing your hair. You've gained weight. You, all you had is Vine. It's over now. Like I said, everything I could think of. And it helped a lot. So like anything yeah. they said, I was like... Yeah, I said that to myself yeah. already. You yeah. know, there was a couple that like, ooh, you can't hurt me. I already said this to myself in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm, a very eight mile thing to do. It is, yeah. yeah. Very Eminem. So I'm sure you know that after a while, like you know where they're gonna go for the most part. Yeah, yeah. No, I hate myself more uh, since battle rap. Uh, yeah. What What's crazy is so battle rap is like an aggressive thing, right? You're you're going against this other person and just trying to, yeah, uh, you know, just in their life, uh, lyrically body bag them, um, you know, try to get a, a 3-0 ed, but you know, for the past two months, this person has been looking in a mirror rapping about you, 
You know, right. like it's the weirdest thing. Like, cause I've been staring in the mirror rapping about guacamole Randolph, you know, trying to think of all these things. And it's the, it's the most nerdy thing. If you think about it, like you're, uh, you're using metaphors to, and, and you're just saying them to yourself for two months. I mean, to get people, like people don't want to come up to me in public cause I'm rapping to myself trying to, you know, memorize my rhymes. <laughs> it's like studying for an exam that the payoff is maybe 30,000 YouTube views. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and failing it is just humiliation publicly. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. That's uh, yeah. So I had a, uh, so I had an, a battle rap event in 2010 at the Tabernacle or um, Masquerade. Yeah. For actually for Eminem's like Red Bull Eight Mile Challenge, and I got the call the day of because I lived close to the venue. Someone broke like. Someone like you know couldn't do it, so they called me because I live like right next to the masquerade. <laughs> and so I went and did it, and it was like a tournament, and it was freestyle. So it was like they they put these uh, you're battling someone, but they put an object on the screen, and you have to rap about that object ab- against the person, right? Uh-huh. And so they that did makes it. You so nervous, you're yeah. just talking about that. Yeah. Oh. And so this wasn't prepared. I didn't, and I I had been rapping for a while, but I'm, I wasn't good at freestyle. But I was like, you know, this is my shot. I can't pass it up. It was judged by Bun B from you know, uh, from Big Pimpin' fame. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he's like a legend. Um, it was judged by DJ Drama, who's like got all these mixtapes out. And so I was like, I I, I got to do it. And so I showed up in my. Uh, I had to come from uh, work, so I had on khaki pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, Perfect. Uh, yeah, in my backpack with me. Your environmental lawyer outfit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I didn't take like my backpack off. I just went out on stage and I was battling a guy named Fat Man who was just out there with no shirt on and like the crowd loved him. I mean, this was the biggest show I've done, like 300 people. Uh, so I, I go, I had to go first and I just like got bombed hard, you know, like yeah. the crowd started booing me. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. Like, what was your object? Um, I don't even remember. It was something like a cucumber or something and I had to come up with well, I could go a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was some, it was like, yeah, it was a vegetable. I do remember it was a vegetable, which I guess cucumber is a fruit, I believe, but it was, uh, it was some kind of food and I just, I, I blanked. And I just started rapping about how I didn't have a girlfriend yeah. <laughs> and just like, I was trying to like make fun of myself, but it wasn't going well. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, uh, saw Bun B just put his head into his hands like during my set or my, uh, my verse or whatever. And so then fat man goes up and he said, before I get to the object on the screen, everybody say mother F Carter deems. And the whole crowd was like, you know, F Carter deems. Uh. And he's like, let's say it again. <laughs> F Carter deems. And so he said it five times. And by that point, you know, I was like in tears almost. And uh, in, your, in your backpack, in my backpack and khaki pants. And I like, I was gripping the straps so hard. Like I was just white knuckling. <laughs> yeah. The gens for like full door of the Explorer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, he destroys me after the battle. Um, Bun B comes up to me and he's like, uh, he just, he patted me on the shoulder and I thought he was going to give me like some advice. And he was just like, uh, you shouldn't do this. And he walked away. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. And so I went backstage. It was sponsored by Red Bull. I went backstage and I just, um, I grabbed as many Red Bulls as I could. I, I grabbed like 40 Red Bulls, stuffed them into my, my backpack. Cause I was like, I got to get something out of this. Yeah. And I waited for people to kind of turn or, around and then I, I left out the back door. Yeah. And, um, uh, when was that? Uh, that was 2010. Okay. All right. Long time ago. Man, <clears throat> that sounds like this worst moment of your life, anyone's life. Mm-hmm. Well, there was like a sequel to that because in 2014, they had another event at, at the Masquerade, but it was hosted by Snoop Dogg. Uh-huh. And somebody, this, I'm not even kidding. This, and it's not even the same, like, uh, it wasn't the same sponsors. Same exact thing happened. Somebody dropped out. I lived near the masquerade. They gave me a call, asked me if I would do it. The day of the B list, like, I guess we'll call this guy. Right, right. Four years later. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it gave him four years to kind of forget what had, what had happened. Yeah. This feels like an eight mile script. Yeah. This, and this is all real. Uh, wow. Same venue. This time upgraded to Snoop Dogg. Same venue. This was during BET Awards weekend. So yeah. it, was a, uh-huh. it was for BET Awards you weekend. You were living in a trailer with your mom. Yeah. It yeah. was Kim Basinger. <laughs> uh, well, it was like I was sharing a loft uh, on Ponce, but it was close. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I just like I walked to the masquerade again with my back. I I really I had I told my boss I needed to go. Like my dad was in town to get dinner, <laughs> but really I was going to uh, battle for Snoop Dogg. Yeah. And so, so is he judging it? 
He was like the host. Um, this one wasn't. It was more like the crowd judged it. Okay. And so, uh, uh, so I, I show up and like it was insane. You know, little Bow Wow was there. Um, nice. I touched little Bow Wow's shoulder without like I just like, oh sick brushed my fingernail against like his uh, shirt. That yeah. way I could tell people like you know that I touched little Bow Wow. Yeah. Um, so I had to include that. Um, I rubbed up against Nelly's velour sweatsuit. Um, <laughs> again with your little claw hand. Yeah. That you're doing? More of a shoulder <laughs> rub. Hey, uh, we got a security alert. Carter, one of the talent is touching all the celebrities <laughs> with his fingernails. <laughs> I feel like it's even cooler to be like, Oh, I was in the same room. Like I hung out with little Bow Wow and Nelly. Like no right, one thinks right. it's cooler to be like, I, I touched his shoulder. But did you touch him? <laughs> yeah. I no. like Bishop Don Juan was there. Uh, who's like, uh, I don't know if you guys know him. No. Um, He's like the, he always has the pimp cup, uh, very uh, well-dressed man. Um, he's always with Snoop Dogg. I'm sure I'd know him if I saw him. Yeah. Uh, probably. So it was probably. just like all these people, I was like really nervous. I was yeah. already sweating. Even higher stakes than the last time. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was like, yeah, it was like real celebrities there. And uh, Snoop Dogg just came, comes in yeah. and like he's hosting the event and just, you know, passing out. Am I allowed to talk about, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if we're talking about Snoop Dogg, I think we know what was being passed yeah, out. Yeah, so he was passing out certain things, you yeah. know, out of. <laughs> you can say with it, it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he was passing out like sandwiches to everyone. <laughs> okay. <I think>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he just yeah had a lot of up. sandwiches. Just ro- rolled up sandwiches. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tightly rolled up. Yeah, there were wraps. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Passing out wraps. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of, a lot, mostly lettuce. Yeah, yeah. He's like, lettuce wrap, you know? That's what, yeah. that's what I was saying. Yeah, just lettuce wrap. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was battling a woman named Marasha. Um, mm-hmm. And so at this point, I was rapping a lot about cats and microwaves, and like a lot of my stuff was about like Capri Suns and like Lunchables. Like, just kind of, ner- you know, it was like a character. You know, I was just trying to do silly stuff. And so I'm battling her, and I just had, I didn't know who I was battling, so I just wrote like this silly verse about how many cats I own, you know, like I own four cats, but the forecast is more cats, you know, stuff like that. And like about how, about how I didn't pay, pay the pet fee, and like, you know, I'm a bad boy because I didn't pay the pet fee or whatever. Yeah. And like, the crowd was not feeling it at all. They hated it. The Marasha came in and just like was, she was really like, she's amazing, but she was just talking about murdering me and stuff, and you know, and like it went really well. And so, but during my verse, in the middle of my verse, I was rapping. I think um, I said something like, you know, I'll go to Applebee's in the bottom drawer of my refrigerator. That's where my apples be. Yeah. And I got nothing. <laughs> and this lady just stood up and she's like, get him off the stage. Like, like, like just, just, they got silent. She's like, get him off the stage. And I just stopped rapping. I turned to her. I was like, uh, hey, that was like really rude. <laughs> Like and it doesn't make me feel good. And I don't enjoy it. Did uh, that crush? Uh, when I was well, I was like, uh, you know, this, uh, and I just kept going. I was like, you know, I've been doing this for a long time, and this is like my dream, and I finally made it in front of Snoop Dogg. And what you just said to me was not, I don't, I don't like it. Um, but if you you want to go get pizza later, like I I would be open to that. <laughs> Reconciliation. Yeah, and so yeah, that got like a laugh, and that got yeah. a, and then I went back into rapping about like my dad's lawnmower, and it it bombed again. And so <laughs> just like, hey, hey lady, do you want to yell another thing? Because that seemed to be the only thing that was working. <laughs> right. yeah. It's like, come on, give me something. Right. Yeah. Oh, and and when I came out on stage, like right before the battle, they announced me, you know, like Carter Deems, and I ran out in my khaki pants, and I was like waving to the crowd and stuff, and like Snoop Dogg just starts ragging on me, calling me like Jack Tripper from Three's Company, which is kind of an outdated (laughs) reference, but, um, yeah. So that was uh, that was that the second time. (laughs) Did any rap legend tell you to quit there? No, uh, I left to go to Music Midtown without anyone knowing. Nice. Um, (laughs) No one went to both of those events. (laughs) (laughs) You saw no one from that event at that event. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no, it was crazy. Actually, I went to see Eminem, and that's not even a joke either. (laughs) I really did. I went to see Eminem. Yeah, so it was wild. It was, uh, uh, yeah, so, and I, I, for whatever reason, I stuck with it, and and I still do it at at the age of 37. Well, even even with all that failure, you have had a lot of success. We don't want to just talk about all the (laughs) times you bombed, but, like, how did you get on Wild and Out? What was that process like? Uh, yeah, so my dad was on Wild and Out. Yeah. And, no, I'm just kidding. That's a <laughs> stupid bit. <laughs> it's a stupid joke. Uh, well, so I just, I had been, um, this was 2019, and I saw on like, Nick Cannon's Twitter account, they were having open tryouts, and they had a, an email address. It was like nick at wildandout.com, and I just, 
sent in a video. Uh, not the one of me, you know, losing the fat man. Um, it was another one. Uh, and I got a call to, uh, the, like a week later to come and audition in Atlanta. And so I, at this point, I was in Milwaukee. I lived in Milwaukee for like two years. So I was living in Milwaukee. Um, and I told my boss, hey, you know, like my sister, uh, it's her birthday. <laughs> just lie just to your boss your every time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is it okay if I go like visit my family? And I'm assuming Milwaukee battle rap scene is not the best. No, that well, they have like some pretty good leagues in, in Milwaukee. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's a stereotype. Yeah, there's right. like a battle rap league in Kennesaw. They're every, it's everywhere. Wow. Yeah. All right. I love it. Yeah. Um, so that was, uh, yeah. So I just came, I told my boss I was going to visit my sister for her birthday um, I tried out and they kept, uh, so it was like tryout. There was like 30 people trying out, you know, and, and basically you have to go in by yourself the first thing you do. And Nick Cannon's sitting there in the middle of a room and just like, you know, basically they're like, you know, make us laugh. And you're just standing out. It was at a hotel and like the conference room and they're just like, make us laugh. And you have to make Nick Cannon laugh somehow. And, uh, whoa. Geez. Yeah. So what do you do? There's no microphone. You just walk out there, you know, in the middle of this. Is he huge standing in the middle of the room, like it's about to be like a you're about to dance for him? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, it was it was in a ballroom. It was in the ballroom of the Georgian so, Terrace. So he's not behind a table, like it's you know. Oh no, American yeah, he was Idol. behind. Yeah, no, he was. Yeah, it was like American. <laughs> and it was just a chair in the middle, and he's like perform. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did, it wasn't just us. There was like yeah. other people in the room. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, uh, what is this? Did you did you touch him? <laughs> There's a strict no touching policy. I did not. Ever since Carter's audition, like, hey, by the way don't touch nick cannon with <laughs> i didn't no he was like he was awesome like he was it was not like it it did not feel you know you i was sweating as you walk in but they were very nice and like there he was sitting in the middle and there was like all the producers and they were like very welcoming and stuff it was like great you know but still you're feeling that pressure of are, are my jokes gonna work you know yeah and well, he was great and he laughed i don't know you know i feel like it went well and then uh, so you go back in the room and there's all the people back there just waiting and then one by one, you know, they come back and then they bring everybody out at the end and you just, they put a beat on and they just kind of put a microphone in the middle of the room. They're like, whoever wants to start battling battle. And so you just, it was like a free for all. And, oh my gosh. And Nick Cannon's like, he comes out and I mean, it was fun, but like, yeah, you're like, this is it. Like you're literally battling these people to get on the show. Yeah. And some people didn't even get to get the microphone. Like you're physically pushing oh. to get to the microphone. And oh, it's no. like the Hunger Games. It was. It was like the <laughs> Hunger Games, and like so, you're, we're just in a circle, and you know, I grab and there was uh, maybe two other battle rappers there, and the rest were either you know stand-up comedians or people from like you know internet, like Instagram fame, and uh, so it ended up being me and this other guy that we had uh, named the Vesh. And we had battled like 12 years before. And so it ended up just being kind of us battling for the spot, uh, for one of the spots. Yeah. Man. Wait, so what did you do? I mean, do you remember any of the stuff you, when in your individual audition, did you rap? Did you do stand up? Like, what was your, what was your plan? I did. I did. Well, so I, I rapped. Um, some of my stand up, I do a lot, of, a lot of rhymes and stuff. Yeah. And so I did that. And then I, I just did like some one liners. And then I talked about, being in student debt, I thought that yeah. might help. <laughs> See, I really need this job. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that part was nerve wracking because I, I'm, I was, I'm still, you know, fairly new to stand up, and so that was like, I was like, I just need to, I need to be in a group of people where I can just body bag, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> so luckily they did that, and then I, you know, I, I think I was, uh, me and the other guy were kind of different because. So we're in, you know, there's like 30 people in there. And I was thinking the whole time when I saw these people back in the hall, I was already coming up with like rhymes for each person. Yeah. And so when they let us loose, I was just like, like a machine gun, just like, like doing a circle of just like taking people out. And then I, a lot of them didn't really know battle rap, you know, cause these are comedians too. So they weren't really, I felt really bad. Yeah. Gosh. Um, but it worked out. I'm, I was willing to, to do that to get yeah. on the show. Yeah. yeah. So did you and the other guy get hired or just you out of that group? Uh, so just me. Yeah. And I felt bad because he, he's awesome and like he's hilarious and uh, we're actually like friends. So it was, it was kind of strange. Um, but then they, so they, I got that call that we, you leave. They don't tell you anything. You know, you leave. I went back to, I was staying with my parents. Uh, and, um, I got a call like at nine o'clock that night and they were like, uh, you know, you made it or whatever, uh, to the second round. 
And I was like, okay, they're like, come back. We have five days of like boot camp. So basically each day it was like eight hours of the wild and out freestyle games um, just in a row, you know, and they bring the cast in at that point. So the, the existing cast members and then you just go up against them for eight hours each day Dang. and they were cutting. So there was 15 people from different cities that made it to that point, And then they would just cut people each day. Um, so it was like, it was like football camp. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is, yeah. And it was intense. Like every like the production staff was awesome, but it was like intense. Like they were they were trying to like push you, and I've never felt as unfunny as I like as before. You know, because these people were like the the people on the show are just so quick. Right. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, I went through that and through five days, and like I think six of us made it through. And I, I called my mom and I was like, I made the show, you know, I made Wild and Out. And she's like, oh, that's good. Uh, have you paid your student loan payment this year <laughs> or this month? And then she asked me if I, yeah, she, she so it was cool. It was weird because she was and, like, yeah. And then I had to call my boss because, because we went into filming the next day. So I made it on a Sunday. They told us, okay. Yeah, my, my cousin's bar mitzvah. I have to leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I did. I was like, Hey, is it okay? Like, you know, I haven't seen my family in a while. Is it cool if I like extend this for like a couple of weeks? Is it, is that all right? You're uh, just looking through your list of excuses you've already used. Like what is left? Yeah, he's on LinkedIn. He's like, how many family members does this guy have? <laughs> it was, yeah, it was crazy. Cause I, I really, I, at that point I was being vague with him. I was just like, Hey, is it okay if I stay, you know, a couple more weeks to spend with my family? You know, I haven't seen him since Christmas or whatever. I was kind of trying to guilt trip him into letting me be uh, on TV. Was this late January or when was this? No, this was in uh, June. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, yeah. So the next day, uh, they didn't really tell us anything. They didn't say like, okay, you're on the cast. They were just like, you haven't been cut. Come back the next day. And so the next day, they take us. I had to drive to Tyler Perry Studios from my parents' house. And I show up, and they put me in wardrobe, and I didn't know what was going on. And then I'm on the first episode, and then yeah, That's so amazing. yeah. Um, and that was when? How long ago? That was two years ago. Okay. Yeah. And then I end up. I think I've been on yeah, like 20 episodes. But yeah, it was a wild ride. And like on the first season, I I battled. I think it was I battled two chains, and then or he was on stage and. Then the next day, I had to fly back to Milwaukee and be at work, uh, like, at 8 a.m. <laughs> and so I went from, yeah, like, battling, yeah, two chains to being in a cubicle. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Can you even focus in your cubicle the next day or, like, respond to emails? You just be like, I just battled two chains. Yeah, it was it was strange, yeah, because I was having to return emails to, like, you know, Teresa and stuff. And, uh, but, <laughs> yeah, like, coming <laughs> off. It was just a wild, yeah. It was, it was these crazy two experience. dumb email chains, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I could, I could battle rap. Yeah, that was a bar. Uh, that was, yeah, thank that you. was Bars. a bar. Yeah. yeah, I body bagged. So anyway, yeah. Chains. Sorry, I was like droning on about that stuff, but yeah. So oh, that, that was, was so fascinating. <laughs> I loved all of that. Yeah. Um, and then so I, uh, after that season, I was like, well, I need to move to Atlanta, but I can't. You know, I'm not full time comedy, so I got a job here as an attorney. And same thing, I didn't tell my boss or anything, and. <laughs> This uh, I moved here like in November or uh, September of 2019. We were filming again in November, so I just told him I was like, "Hey, can I get an extended, you know, for Thanksgiving or whatever?" And so and I was like, I, "You know, I'm still settling in." Gosh. <laughs> I love you'll, it. you'll do anything to not tell the people you work <laughs> right. with that you're a battle rapper. Right. That's so funny. Yeah, uh, yeah. I honestly hope he's not listening to this. Yeah, there's a good chance that they're not. <laughs> uh, so does so no one knows? That you I worked mean, with think, in Milwaukee? I think they know now. Okay. Uh, yeah, because Wild and Out is really popular. Like, even my mom and dad knew about it. You know, they knew before I was on the show. Okay, they okay. Knew it's been on forever. Came. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's the 17th season yeah. coming up. Jeez. Um, and so, yeah, it was the same thing. Like, I battled Big Daddy Kane, who's like, you know, this hip hop pioneer. And. The next day, like they had the after party, but I couldn't go to the after party because I had to be at work at eight in the morning. Gosh. And I was like, I should have extended my vacation. You know, yeah. why didn't I just extend <laughs> it one other day? Yeah. And, uh, but my boss thought I was coming in the day before. And so they had like a training and they were like waiting on me for the training. This is all right. They were waiting on me for the training and I forgot to tell him. And then he called me and I was at Tyler Perry Studios, like in between two episodes. I was like, oh, sorry. Yeah. Just, uh, my bad. I, I got my dates wrong. You know, I'm just here. Is it cool if I just, I'm, I'm with my family. We're about to eat dinner. Uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a family reunion, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. So, Jeez. 
And you were about to body the young bloods or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Uh, so that was that, that experience. Like it was amazing though. Like the, the, just being in Tyler Perry studios and like getting to do that was awesome. And yeah, forever thankful to all the producers, Nick Cannon, everybody. The cast was crazy. Like just, yeah, it was the best experience. Um, and then I'd go back to a cubicle. Back so. to a cubicle. And then sometimes doing stand up at breweries and yeah, yeah. Made many talents. <laughs> Of the clips I've seen of you, my favorite one, and maybe it's just the most popular one, so I've seen it, but uh, the one where it's Jesus versus Kanye West. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is that part of the Wild and Out format? That just, that's just a creative idea somebody has and throws, says, hey, you want to do this? Or they say, hey, you're doing this? Yeah, so one, yeah, so one of the games, it's like basically where you're role-playing in a battle rap. Yeah, and yeah. so I was not just Jesus. I was white Jesus. That was my character. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, and they clarified that on the show because uh, the DJ is like Jesus, and then he's like, oh, sorry, white Jesus. And so uh, on the screen in the video, there's just a huge, huge picture of this white Jesus, just the whitest Jesus you've ever seen, you know, ab- yeah. like above me. And then I was battling... Um, uh, Tim, Timothy, uh, and he's, um, was Kanye. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so, but yeah, that was like, they gave us a choice before we went on. So it wasn't like we wrote it, but they're like, you know, uh, like an hour before they're like, what character do you want to play in this game? And one of the choices was white Jesus. And yeah. so we right. just went with it. That's great. It's so funny for anybody listening. You need to Google Carter Deems, Jesus, Kanye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of nervous cause I grew up in the church and I was a little, and I, I don't do anything like blasphemous uh at all uh and so i was a little nervous about like the jesus stuff and there were some comments about it but i think we did it in a way where it wasn't like necessarily witnessing but it also wasn't you know like um, no it was not like super sacrilegious as much as rapping about jesus jesus rapping to kanye west could be not sacrilegious i think you rode that line really well (laughs) and white jesus that's a good distinction because everyone can get on that train yeah yeah because then it kind of becomes a little bit fictional because white jesus doesn't exist doesn't exist (laughs) right exactly and that was like part of my one of my verses was yeah about how that you know that it doesn't exist Um, right Because, you know, I think he was like, Jesus wasn't white. And I was like, yeah, 100% agree with that. That was like the the punchline or whatever. But I actually did, the first verse, I did some gun bars as Jesus. And I was worried about how that would go over. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember them? Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to make you do it. You don't have to do it. Just oh, no, I, it. I can yeah. do it. So to Kanye, it was to Kanye. And I was like, I don't care who your pastor be, but your heart full of apathy. If you take my father's name in vain, you'll get a blast from me. <laughs> That's so good. It is so good. And then I was like, this is a revelation, but don't feed the beast. Uh, something, you come against me, and you're going to get this Jesus piece. Or something <laughs> yeah. like that. So you're pulling back on your knowledge from growing up. That's yeah, I went to, so I went to a small private Christian school, and little did uh, you know, my principal know. He was like, he was grooming me to just body bag people. Yeah. <laughs> he had no you're, idea. You're in seventh grade reading the Bible and be like, oh, bars. Yeah. <laughs> Paul's yeah. got bars. Like, I need to remember this. <laughs> and like, yeah, as part of my stand up now, I do that. I do some like, uh, you know, talk about being like the number, you know, the country's premier Christian battle rapper and, yeah. you know, say stuff like, I'll lay hands on you and then I'll lay hands on you, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and, you know, I have like, you know, I go by the like little John 316 or. <laughs> Little Nas Exodus four twelve like stuff like that. It's really <laughs> stupid, but I'll do that like in a set. It's so good. And you grew up. Where did you grow up? I grew up in in Cartersville, Georgia. Oh, uh, sweet. yeah, yeah. Um, nice. My name, yeah. Growing up as no, no, you know, with the name Carter in Cartersville is like pretty tough, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I bet. I bet that was really hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that was. Uh, that was like a crazy experience, and that that for for whatever reason that video did it went viral. I don't know why uh, Kanye West versus Jesus in a rap battle really caught on with the masses, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, pretty polarizing and great. <laughs> and well, both of you were so funny too. I mean, that's the reason, right? I guess so. Yeah, and I think it was just because it wasn't it wasn't what people would expect, you know, in that instance. It wasn't like sacrilegious or really like ra- ragging on religion. It was more yeah. just kind of silly and and fun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Kanye had his, you know, his years of like, I am a God and Jesus. And so right. Was, yeah. So I'd click on it and be yeah. like, I'm curious what they're going to talk about. This yeah. is Jesus versus Jesus. It was Jesus versus Jesus. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. You told me, um, I think one of the last times we talked that growing up, you, your church did one of the hell houses. Yeah. Yeah. So I grew up Pentecostal. Um, and actually, I, so I did another bar about like how you don't know how much this pen will cost you. And <laughs> <laughs> my method is, you know, like I did all the whatever, uh, the sex um 
and uh, I had the sex talk. I had like a yeah, <laughs> that's, that's great. That's so stupid. Um, but they're actually is a fact. Like I have friends that are Christian battle rappers. That is a thing. Um, oh really? Yeah. Um, so uh, if you're listening, um, uh, uh, Uncle Luke. 317 i'm sorry that's yeah. his name uncle luke 317 no just kidding uh um no it was um was oh yeah so i grew up in in the pentecostal church and yeah i was i was in a hell house for sure i yeah. was like one of the cast members that was my first uh booking was uh yeah i was gonna say did that prepare you yeah. for, you're so you're one of the actors in the hell house right i was an extra yeah an extra <laughs> and what what is a hell house i've never experienced a hell house it was just like the uh the show they were just like hey somebody's sick can you come be in the hell house last yeah minute? yeah yeah, and you're, yeah. Oh, i live right by the hell house i, I live right next to the hell <laughs> yeah, house my entire life yeah yeah and i bombed no, yeah. Yeah. and toby mac was judging so yeah, like, yeah i'll do that <laughs> i gotta do it wait so you you don't you're not familiar with hell I, houses i think i'm a, is it a christian haunted house kind of basically yeah yeah andrew what was your have you ever i've never seen i'm so fascinated by it because i've heard of them but i've never been to one yeah yeah so it's basically this one was in a the tabernacle baptist church I'm putting on blast. I'm sorry. My grandpa still goes there, but like, no, that's um, cool. Hey, we're not saying it's a bad thing. No, I'm not hating on it at all. This just is it's such an interesting, <laughs> intriguing thing. It's such a weird, fun, you know, like, I don't know who came up with this, but so it, they turn basically turned the church into like a haunted house. And so like room by room, you're walking in and it's a different scene, just like in a haunted house. Yep. And this one had a storyline. So the first, the storyline was like, there's this cool quarterback and his girlfriend and like they're the cool people and they're not Christians and then but then there's like the guy that's a Christian, you know, and the first scene is like they made it look like a locker like like a school. So they had all these lockers and like the the guy's in his letterman's jacket and the nerd's like, Hey, you know, the Christian guy's like, Hey, you should come, you know, to my Bible study tonight and after the football game he's like, No, I I got a party, you know. We're gonna make out under the bleach and we're going to kiss, yeah. And like <laughs> he pushes the kid against the lockers or whatever. And then the next room they made it look like a football field, so they took like astroturf and like. And by the way, since it's different rooms, there has to be a different kid playing the same person every room. <laughs> <laughs> That's which, great. Which I thought was the most ridiculous part yeah. of it. Yeah. You the same shirt from Target. And you're like, it's fine. They have to every. It's me again, Chad. Yeah, from yeah. football. Just yeah, have a wig on. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, so yeah, so the next scene. It's like a football scene, and they made it into a football field, and like he throws the winning touchdown or whatever and wins. Um, I was one of the teammates, so I was like, that was the closest I ever got to playing football. I was on, you know, was in a hell house, <laughs> and so they actually had like they they borrowed uniforms from the from the Cartersville High School team, and so I was like, you know, I was feeling like pretty big, you know, I was feeling cool, and so and then the next scene is the party, and they're like drinking or whatever, and then the, and his girlfriend, and they're like partying, and then the next scene you go outside into the parking lot, and they have a car flipped on its side and like like wrecked and they have a uh a, like an actual ambulance out there i guess they they talked the hospital into letting them borrow an ambulance for this and the scene is they're like pulling the body out and they put him on the stretcher and put the white sheet over and he's covered in blood dead and put him in the hospital uh, ambulance and they drive off so every scene like every group that came through an ambulance would literally have to drive out with its lights on like you know, just for the hell house, but I'm sure people that were actually driving on the road thought it was for real. So like yeah. there was a huge accident over here. Right. Ambulances going the back. The neighbors and forth like all every night. twenty minutes someone keeps dying over here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was insane. And so then the next scene you walk back into the sanctuary of the church and they have a casket up front and it's like his mom's crying, you know, and like they have a whole funeral service for the guy. And you're just watching this as an observer. And then the next scene, of course, you go to the basement of the church and it's hell. And they have Satan there, and he's just stabbing the dude, you know, in the neck. What? And like, and kill, you know, and he's just like suffering. And they have it like makes it look like fire. They have like red, you know, like spotlights and stuff. Is it? They put heat on. Is it hot in there? I think, yeah, they <laughs> turn the heat on. Crank it up. <laughs> Their utility bill was crazy that that, that month. George, Georgia Power was just like, hey, you guys might have had an error with your meter because <laughs> right. did I miss that vert? Is is the devil just stabbing people in the neck? Is that? Uh, you know, I've never heard with a trident. There's like a worm or something. I don't. Yeah, know. yeah. There was okay. a worm. It's a lot of bad stuff. I don't know where the pitchfork came from. I don't know. Like in in biblical yeah. time and Bible. I don't know if that is was... there a pitchfork in. I doubt. I don't think it seems like what a white, year... white Jesus type. Like nah. right. Yeah. What year was the pitchfork developed? Was that after? Yeah, that's true. Did they even have pitchforks in right. the time where like Poseidon? Like when was he born? 
Yeah, we have to <laughs> right. we have to Wikipedia that probably. <laughs> yeah, so they have that scene, and then they take you know the youth group. It's usually youth group. It's like middle school age kids. Yeah, people at their most vulnerable time. Right, yeah. and they uh, no you know confidence. they have like the fog machine going and stuff, and then they bring them out. And they're like, you know, who wants to not go to hell? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like. How long is that? Like six hours? How long does that take? <laughs> yeah, it was honestly, it was probably like a two-hour. Pro- it was a huge production. Like, that is I mean, so much emotional trauma to put on these children. It compared to like the Wild N' Out production crew. I mean, there was like you know there were people with like headsets for real, like running around, you know, in all black shirts, like backstage, making sure like ran smoothly. It's the biggest day of the year. It was it, yeah. And uh, so the night of the the first night, the first opening night. Um, I was ready to, you know, I was in my football uniform, ready to like win some souls, you know, I, was, I didn't care about the football game. Yeah. I care about, you know, just body kids for Jesus. Just body, yeah. yeah. Lyric. Yeah. Body banging. Uh, <laughs> and so I had been feeling kind of sick that day though. My stomach was kind of rumbling and I was in my football uniform or whatever. And like the third group that came in, um, I just, I, I pooped my football pants in the middle of the scene in the hell house in the hell house oh <laughs> at that point we had like two more groups to come through and so i was like well, two more poops to come through yeah yeah two more poops <laughs> and i couldn't just leave i was like you know that would ruin the the hell house so i did uh like another hour of you know um drama with poop and and my <laughs> Uh, football pants and the, the football pants were so tight like you know they were yeah. super tight and uh there's one part in the scene where it's like a huddle and we did a huddle and somebody we were just supposed to pretend like we were talking about the play uh, on the football field and uh someone like was just like what does that smell and i was like you know i don't i don't know what are you guys talking about and so like the the night ended and i'm walking out like just straddling in these football pants you know was just, they're just full of poop, and I had to ride home with Will McMullen. His mom was driving us. <laughs> Shout out Will McMullen as she drove. Full naming kids you grew up with is so funny. <laughs> she drove. I think she drove like a '99 Crown Victoria gray, and uh, yeah. and so it's I gray could, and brown now. Yeah. Well, so I didn't want to put because we were all changing in the same room. I didn't want to take the poop pants off, so I just wore them into her car. But I hovered above the seat. Yeah. And, and the whole time. Because yeah. she knew. Did she know? They had I mean, to they have had known. To have known. <laughs> I rolled the window down, but they had to have known. And I got home, and my parents were there, and they were like, how'd it go? I was like, it was good. And I just ran upstairs and, and took those football pants. And uh, I never told them, and I just tried to get the stains. Because they had to – so somebody ended up wearing those pants. It's a real player. That's what I was <laughs> yeah. going to say. You weren't on the football so, team. This was some real player's pants. You pooped so re- Yeah, I had to return them. And so at some point, I'm, uh, I guess somebody else had to wear those in a, in a real game. But anyway, so that's how we won That's how we won souls to so, Christ. Yeah. You should have thrown them in hell. So they're yeah, like, oh, right. I don't want to go to hell because it's hot. You get stabbed in the neck, and it smells like poop. It smells like well, poop. Yeah. It was my own personal hell that night. Like, that yeah. was my hell house. Um yeah, you really, you really had a hellish experience. Yeah, yeah. The people were, yeah. The stabbing in the neck isn't hellish enough. We'll make it smell bad. Yeah, I would imagine everybody in the huddle was like, I guess they added smell this year. Yeah. The last two groups were like, just get me to the hell part. I just don't want to smell the football yeah, scene the anymore. Yeah, yeah I, I'll have to go to hell. I don't yeah. want to play football. Give me, give me <laughs> away from the less smell, more hell. Yeah. <laughs> It was the, who was the stabbing and stabby? Were those students also, or were those like the pastor and the youth pastor? Yeah, uh, I I don't remember who Satan was in that particular one. There was another one called Heaven's Gates and Hell's Flames that was at my church, and this was more. It wasn't like a haunted house. It was more just like a play, and it was I don't know, but it was about a man who commits suicide and goes to hell. Yeah. Well, not to get too heavy on this podcast. Um, yeah, that's yeah. okay. And then uh, my dad's friend was—I'm not going to name him—but he was playing Satan, and, and uh, it was—he was pretty good at it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> too good. So this role really comes naturally to you. Yeah. So that was um, that led me um, to becoming a battle rapper. Yeah. <laughs> every every battle rapper you meet, you're like Hell House. Yeah. Hell House. Yeah. Has any battle rapper found that story? And brought up you pooping your pants. I, I, while I was telling you that story right now, I was like, I shouldn't tell this story. <laughs> I should not be telling this story. This is why. Can can we edit that? Yeah, edit that out. Can we just go back to the other stuff? Just, uh, Carter pooped his pants in a hell house. <laughs> yeah, he threw that in one liner. Was like, well, what's up? Yeah, <laughs> a lot of questions. That's great. Well, I think that's. Uh, 
that's a lot of time. Are we, we going to end it we, on that? We okay. covered a lot. We okay. did cover a lot. Wait, just Ooh. like just like you did in the football player's pants. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, it was a lot of coverage. Yeah. Uh, that's a thing in football, right? Coverage? Think, yeah, yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, zone sure. coverage. Zone yeah, coverage. Yeah, you covered his I'm whole sorry, butt zone. Yeah, I'm sorry. That wasn't as interesting as like the diamond, the gym guy. Dude, I we are all about variety here. Okay, okay. You I'm, didn't bring us a gift, which is a downside. I don't know what a battle rapper would bring Actually, us. I, have these, I have these football pants for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did he talk about pooping himself in a hell house, though? He no? did. We okay. didn't even get into I, No offense to former guests. That was my favorite story we've talked about on the podcast. Oh, the poop thing? Yes. Oh, I got more. How much? Maybe that'll be a question we ask everybody. Do you have any pooping your pants stories? <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I don't know who you're, like, what demographics you got, but I hope, I hope I didn't ruin it, so. No. no. dude. We, uh, we love it. We say, the way we describe our rating for this podcast is it's family-friendly depending on the family. Okay. All right. Uh, that's good. And the family that it depends on is fine with poop stories. Okay. So. The if family that story depends. offended any one of our listeners we don't want them okay yeah. okay okay poop depends it all comes together yeah yep. yeah i don't well, know how to make it rhyme but i can find things in common you want to ask your your awful oh, yeah. awful question this will be the end of the interview um, okay in in your emails what's your sign off what's your go-to wait what what is your uh lawyer sign off and then your wild and out wait, email wait, wait. Sign- before we get to this how can people follow oh, you okay okay that's oh, more right. important. Yeah, so I'm on Instagram uh, at really Carter Deems. Uh, I'm on Facebook and I'm on LinkedIn. I have two LinkedIn. I have one uh, lawyer page and of one Wild and Out page. Yeah. yeah, of course you do. I do. Uh, I really do. Same same profile picture, but <laughs> just just different. Man, I wish I was the same page. It's just, just you and your backpack other... in both pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great because you wear the same outfit to both events. So <laughs> I do. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that's where you can follow me. And uh, the question, so I, I, yeah, for my business emails, I don't know. I always just say thank you, comma, Carter Deems. But then sometimes I feel like I'm thanking myself. Like, I don't know how to end it, you know, because you're like, thank you, Carter Deems. Or I thank know. you, Carter well, Deems. I always think that with best, too. It's like best yeah. Andrew Stanley. It's like I'm just calling myself the best. Right, yeah, the best Andrew Stanley. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like people would hold you to high standards as a battle rapper to have, like, creative right sign off yeah i yeah, try write, to be... write a joke a roast about everyone you email that wouldn't get exhausting <laughs> at all. personalized yeah, yeah no i'm the yeah well under and then under things carter deems in all caps it just says body bag yeah uh, <laughs> body bag <laughs> well uh carter thank you so much for being here we really appreciate it body bag is that how we ended up okay <laughs> yeah. i guess that's yeah, it yeah you just have body bag body bag okay. carter deems <laughs> yep that was it cool well yeah thanks for having me on no worries if not